to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another Inner Bloom episode. I'm Alexa, and with me is Ambrosia. What's up, girl? Hello. How's your day going? <laughs> well, it's just getting started. So well, that's good. So far, so good. I got a cute little dog on my lap, and um, and I'm talking to you. That's a nice way to start your day with a cute little dog. <laughs> it really is, guys. Honestly, like, I don't know if you guys know, but um, something that I've been doing just for years is walking dogs and watching dogs at my apartment because I work from home. And I was thinking today how I swear sometimes dogs are sent to me to like they're they're the crystals. You know how we're always saying like be the crystal. Sometimes certain dogs come into my reality, and I swear they're like there to help me and just like keep me company and kind of like be my uh, my reason to elevate my vibration. If that makes sense. My dog is so sweet. I love when my dog like waits for me, just waits for me like wherever. Like my dog's right outside the door, I promise you. Yeah. He's like your um, escort. Like Yeah. Yeah. And I don't – I truly don't know if he is like waiting for me to protect me or he wants me to protect him. Because sometimes it's like, I'll kill someone. And the other times it's like, hide me. So, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a symbiotic relationship. Exactly. (laughs) And those are the best relationships. Those are. You help me, I help you. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. You scratch my butt, I I protect you from, I don't know, ghosts. Yeah, I wanted to see where you were going with this one. That was a good one. (laughs) Well, I was was thinking, I was like, what does he need to protect you from? Does he does he ever see spirits? Oh yeah, that's why he's not allowed to be in here when I give readings or record because he loses his shit. Oh, that's and cool. It's very distracting. So I'm like, you need to get out. You can't handle this. You yeah. know you can't handle it. Or you can't handle this. <laughs> this is too much for you. It's get out, lot. man. He barks at a lot of stuff though. Like he's a very I mean, he's what, a foot like not even a foot tall. He's a dachshund. So if I was that small, I would probably bark at a lot of stuff too. Yeah. So I'm a small human and I get nervous and jumpy about stuff too. So my dog is part dachshund, but she doesn't, I I don't know. Yeah. She doesn't bark very much, but also she's like more subdued in nature. My dog likes to sleep, loves to cuddle. (laughs) She's a sweetie pie. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. Um, Cool. Well, Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy hump day. Ha- uh, dude, time is passing 
I say this every episode, but time just passes quickly. It's like I wake up today. I'm just like, what day is it? What? We're almost at the weekend. How is like the summer's going by too fast? Uh, um, I know. I'm starting to make winter plans. I'm like, so in the winter time, are yeah. we going to go back to Jamaica? What are we doing? Yeah. And my husband, are we going like, to escape? Oh, we're not going to go back to Jamaica. You're crazy. <laughs> I'm making plans to I'm making plans to get out of the cold weather. I like I don't know if I can do it, you guys. I need I need the sun. I need the sun. I need the warmth. I need the summer. And um, I'll tolerate the fall, but once we get to winter, I don't know. What? That winter was hard for you guys, though. It just sucks, man. It just sucks. Yeah. But that being said, like I I don't know. I'm I see. This is why I want to be a nomad, so that like the second it gets like icky someplace, I can just be like, cool. Where are we going next? Let's follow. Let's yeah, chase let's this go. warmth. Let's chase it. Um, so we'll see. We should That's, go back to Hawaii this year. Oh my god, I would love to, with our families. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely, okay. we'll go back. With period. With both. With but both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two vacation, two Hawaii vacations. I want it. I got it. <laughs> yep. If no I problem. if I had my hair down, I would flip yeah. it. But you know. <laughs> um. Cool. Well, so um, today we were talking about – before we hopped on here, Ambie was telling me a story and I was like, this would be a good episode. So, Ambie, you want to – So, let's talk about it. So, on Tuesday nights, I do my free mini readings and I was really excited to do it because I haven't done it and it's like getting back into the groove, getting back into my normal grind. And so, yesterday – I um, woke up and I put on this new wrinkle cream. I was really excited about it. I got a free sample. And where did you get the free sample at? um, So it's this cream that I know, this situation. So I went to, I've been getting facials. I've been getting facials for a while. If you've never had a facial, you should do it because it's a really nice treat to yourself. I never have, and I've been wanting one. No, so for my birthday, there's actually this spot that I felt really called to get one from because they're all green. Like the woman who owns Mm -hmm. it, I felt really connected to. I got my eyebrows done there. And long story short, they're known for their facials. My mom called to get me a facial for my birthday, and literally they never – it's so weird. They never pick up the phone ever. They never respond to messages. And I've been trying to get an appointment there for – it's weird. They still have a physical location. I saw it yesterday, but like I can't get in touch with them. So that's that's my excuse of why maybe I have not gotten a facial. supposed to go maybe. there. Yeah, maybe. The Every time I get closed. a facial, I fall asleep. It's amazing. Ugh, I they, like, okay. they like massage your face and like, oh, it's so nice. And, and it's really good for your skin. So anyway, I went to this esthetician – got a facial and she recommended this cream and this cream legit. Like it makes my face look like I've gotten Botox. Like it's amazing. I love this stuff. So I've been using it for years. Well, um, funny story. She charged me $200 for a bottle that was like six ounces. And my husband found it online, same amount for $20. So I was a little upset about that. Overcharged me a little bit, but anyway, Yeah, a little bit. So anywho, so when he got it online, it came with this free sample for another product, right? A similar product. And so that's where I was, that's what I was using yesterday. So put it all over my face. I go do my normal stuff. Um, My mom and I are sitting outside. We're just talking. I was outside for probably an hour in the sun. And I didn't think like, hello, you have, you're not supposed to go outside with wrinkle cream on your face, like retinol, stuff like that. Right. 
this was not retinol, but it was, it was something similar. Anyway, so I go back inside, I'm making dinner and my face is red, but it looks like I got sunburned. So I'm just like, oh, I guess I was in the sun too long today because I haven't been in a while. I continue on about 30 minutes later, my face is itching like crazy. So then I go look in the mirror and underneath my eyes, my cheeks are swollen. Like you can still kind of see it. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're so swollen. And then my jawline is crazy, crazy big. And then my neck right on my neck, I had this swollen patch right where you're like, if you had an Adam's apple, right where that is, it was swollen. I looked like one of those frogs anyway. So now at this point that all, everything's swelling and itching, I'm like, okay, I'm having an allergic reaction to something. Now I'm crazy allergic to MSG. So when I eat that or ingest MSG in anything, it's in those five hour energy shots. I found out a couple of years ago. Um, I get hives all over my body and my tongue feels weird. So then I have to take a Benadryl real fast. I've never gone to the hospital for it. Thank God. But I knew I was having an allergic reaction and I knew it was an, a topical allergic reaction as opposed to when you ingest something. So I'm sitting there thinking like, do I need to go to the hospital for this? Because <laughs> of course I'm a hypochondriac. So it's always worst case scenario. It's never like, oh, this is just a normal re allergic reaction. So um, seven o'clock comes around and I take a Benadryl. Benadryl I, knocks me on my butt. So it's a really risky game for me to play with Benadryl if I have anything else to do. But I was like, I'm, I'm determined to stay awake. I'm going to do my readings. Everything's going to be fine. The Benadryl did nothing didn't touch it at all. So I'm putting ice packs on my face and it wasn't just like, Oh, I don't want people to see me like this. It was very distracting because the skin was tight and it was burning my face. So for me to try to connect with someone's loved one or try to connect with guides and have my face be on fire, it was too distracting. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to cancel my live, which was really sad. Um, and then my husband was like, why don't you take another Benadryl? And I was like, oh, I don't know, because that's too Benadryl. That seems like too much. I might OD on Benadryl. And that's literally where my mind goes. So um, I stopped for a second and I heard Alexa's voice that was like, you know, you're so connected, but you never asked for help. And I was like, okay. And so that like, just means just if you don't know what that means, it's just I'm always like saying to Ambie and I always think it's funny or ironic. It's ironic that it's like, it's like, cause to me, Ambie has like a superpower where it's like, oh, well, why don't you just ask like your guidance or any, or John or right. whoever. But in, in this way, when Ambie feels like um, something's wrong, she gets very like 3D, I'd say. You suddenly yeah, become very, very based in the 3D and it's almost like you just forget that that's an option. That's an, yeah. Like yeah. in Kauai, when we lost my mom, Yes. A couple of you were both like, well, why don't you just check in? And yeah. I was like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And like, everybody was like, yeah, you just check in. And at one point I did and it, it helped because I was like, no, she's okay. Yeah. Like she's somewhere, but she's okay. I can't, yeah. I'm too stressed out to figure out where she is, but she's okay. Yeah. But anyway, so I did that and I'm, I'm relaxing, I'm feeling into it. And I was like, do I need to go to the hospital? And I heard no. 
I was almost like, no, like this is ridiculous. And then um, I was like, should I take another Benadryl? And I heard, yeah, like, come on. And so I took another Benadryl and that's when I canceled it because two Benadryl will knock me on my bed. There's no way I'm going to, I'm going to fall asleep. So I did. And I woke up this morning and I have a little swelling pictures of it and you couldn't really tell in the pictures which was really I felt very unvalidated but that's okay (laughs) you actually cut out for a minute you said there's a little swelling and then you cut out oh yeah there's a little swelling but it looks so much better than it did before my skin feels really um really rough still yeah so the irony here is that I did something to try to look youthful look better and it ended up looking crazy and a lot worse (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's really – it's really interesting because it's – you know, I think a lot of the time uh, – it goes back to – we were kind of talking a little bit about Botox, right, and mm-hmm. about the way that like some people – and it's fine. Like, again, if you get Botox, totally cool. Um, but, you know, sometimes people can get Botox or older women can get Botox, for example, and then they can go too far with it or it can end up like paralyzing part of their face or make it look very unnatural. Um, mm-hmm. And I even think of like Kylie Jenner actually where, you know, Kylie – I remember at like two years ago, she was actually – she's only like 21 max yeah, right now. 20s, yeah. yeah, very early 20s. And she was getting Botox, like fillers around like her mouth. And it was making her mouth look very like um, very like unnatural. And she finally took them out. And now I like, and now I'm like, oh my God, yeah, like that looks so much. I mean, I think she's had other plastic surgery, but whatever, it's fine. The point is, it's just funny how like sometimes I think we think, oh, we need to like we need to look more youthful or we need to get use this thing or get this procedure done in order to look more youthful. But actually, like, that ends up making us look uh, unnatural and it's kind of um, – and I don't know. I mean, I've been going through this too where I've mentioned it a couple of times where, like, okay, so I always – when I was younger, my parents and everyone around me always commented – I always did this thing with my eyebrows, this – like I, oh, Ollie does that. Yeah, like I'm mad. It's an yeah. I'm mad look, yeah. and it's a and it's a, I don't like this look. And honestly, like I don't even think I maybe I'm sure there were times where I'm like I'm mad, so I was like making the face so they knew I was mad. But also, it just became a natural. I think I was constantly like worried about things and thinking about things, and also I would think like, wait, I don't like that, and so my my forehead would naturally crunch in and make this like crunchy thing right above my – right in between my eyebrows. And I remember so many times my mom would be like – she'd say that thing and be like, you know, if you keep doing that, like your face might freeze like that. Or she would say, um, you're going to get lines there later. And I remember when she said that to me being like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I'm like seven years old. Like, nothing's ever going to happen to me. You know what I mean? And literally just this year, it wasn't just this year, but like the past couple years, it's been like now I'm noticing it like really hardcore, like in pictures, in just, just, just I'm noticing it. Whenever I look at my face, I see the lines. They're very defined. They have been very defined. And, um, and, 
like it caused me to kind of like have a freak out about that too. And for the first time thinking about lines on my face and stuff. And, you know, like there's been things that I've been that I've tried to to kind of reduce that or um, even just makeup wise, right? And it's interesting because I mean, makeup can do some great things for you, but it's interesting because for me, every time I try to do something with makeup for it, it almost to me looks um, like I just see myself as looking like less natural. And so I've Mm -hmm. been starting to really just try to embrace it and really just try to embrace like that this is how I am and that lines are not a bad thing. Like there are women who are beautiful, who have like lines on their face. Um... But also that, you know, I th- I actually posted about this. I think for me, I've always been like, oh, no, like my concern has been about looking pretty. And so for me, smiling like hasn't been at the top of my list when I'm in pictures or when, yeah, when someone's taking a picture of me, like my actually my natural reaction isn't to smile because I think I had this perception that it made my face look round. So I never really wanted to smile. I was always kind of concerned more with like looking cool or like looking mm-hmm. pretty. So yeah. I realize now when people take pictures of me and I see how I come off in those pictures, I'm like, oh, it it actually looks like I'm giving off an air that like I'm not happy. And like I – it's it kind of goes back to this like wrinkle, frown, concern thing in my face. And so I've been noticing – um actually, like, what if I just always thought to myself, how can I express my joy? Like, through my face, through my body, because people who feel young and look young and look beautiful, it's actually an energy that's running through them. Like, mm-hmm. there are some people who might have wrinkles, but they actually feel so youthful and they and they, and they they look beautiful despite – I mean, there's, like, actresses that I honestly, like, Meryl Streep, she always looks freaking – like sorry, like she. It's not that she's the most beautiful woman in the entire world, but when I look at her, I'm like, "You're beautiful." Like she feels, it feels like there's this energy coming out of her all the time. She's smiling, and it feels like her heart is open. And I mean, there's some other actresses I could name, but the point is, I think we are, we have been taught to look for the little lines, right? And it's almost, it's so symbolic. It's like looking for the little, for looking for the fly in our soup, or looking for the. It's looking for the glass half empty or looking for the rain cloud in the sky, right? But it's like – but there's so much here that's that's available for us to express our joy and our beauty through. And I think happiness is the biggest um, youth secret ever. And that's what I've just really been trying to focus on and also been trying to focus on relaxing more and not worrying about everything because – that's what creates these lines. And when you can trust and know that everything's okay, you know, and trust and know that you're okay, even if you have a line or lines, whatever, um, and that you're still lovable, you know, then I, I I think that is like a much more realistic way to go about dealing with aging and 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 beauty. That being said, there are a lot of pressures for women in the society currently to yeah. continuously look beautiful and youthful. But I think we're in the process of starting to shift that. You know, I, I really do. I think we're in the – I mean, we're in the very beginning. But we are in the process of starting to shift that of like, do you have to be – here's another thing I want to bring up real quick. Sorry, I know I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a long one. But um, something I've been noticing recently too is people face-tuning 
you know that app Facetune? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell. I can tell when I, I I have some friends that are actually are older, but to me they honestly look younger than me. Like they take such good care of their body and their skin and they just have this truly youthful, beautiful spirit. And recently I've been telling that a lot of these friends, every picture I can fe- I can tell it has that blurred face tune. Like face tune kind of just like blurs the skin mm-hmm. and it makes it look it's almost unrealistic. Skin. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been noticing it and I'm just like, dude, like it I I don't I wanna see you. Like I don't actually think that looks pretty it looks like a doll or something like that. And it's almost this new form of body dysmorphia. It's like face mm, dysmorphia yeah. or something where we think – and look, when you have an app like Snapchat or something, like I'll admit too, if you like do the filters on your face and you switch to the ones that like smooth your face out and make your eyes look bright and yeah. all that, and then you switch back – like then you cancel the filter. You're playing with the filters for a minute. You're like, oh, cute, cute, cute. And then you go back to the regular camera. Oh, that'll jar you. That is really – oh, see that? Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, going to Snapchat really quick. I have never been insecure about my jawline before. Never. Exactly, yeah. Snapchat made me insecure about my jawline. I yeah. was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like this is it- a whole new thing that I would need to be insecure about that I didn't know I need to be insecure about. Like – and it's ridiculous because I can't change my jawline. Well, I guess I could with plastic surgery. Anything's possible, right? But I don't want to change my jawline. Let me put it that way. My jaw is fine the way it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Snapchat is one of those things that first when when I noticed it, I was like, oh my gosh, this I look really good as a monkey or a bear or whatever <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. And then like going back to the original picture, you're like, no. No, this is not what I should be looking like because you look so good the other way. Yeah. But you don't look so good the other way. You look fake and you look weird and your eyes are not supposed to be that big and your jaw is not supposed to be that small. Well, so what it is is it's making you look neonotinous and neonotinous means you look like a baby. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually – Well, that's really creepy. Well, but – Aesthetically, so this goes back to psychology. When I was a psych major in college, I dropped the psych major because I wanted to graduate earlier than I was going to, but I was always very interested in psychology. And one of the things I remember most about my psych class is um, we were talking about uh, how people find other people attractive. And so it's Mm -hmm. commonly – and this is very interesting to talk about actually now with everything that we know because um, essentially symmetry – uh, is yep. extremely attractive, but also features closer together, like eyes closer together, nose closer together, uh, ev- all the all the features of your face closer together, meaning kind of like that's why the jawline when you do the Snapchat filter and it raises the jawline, meaning like it pushes your – it kind of smushes your face a little bit. Right. So it that, moves mine back and up. Yeah, yeah, it moves it up. It cuts it. It cuts it so it's not as long. Right. Um what that is doing is it's it's pushing all your features together and enlarging the eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's making you – what does that look like? It looks like a baby. And in our society, um, that's called a neonotinous face. And a neo and neonotony is like we, we have an attraction to babies. That sounds weird. But we feel that babies are very attractive. And that makes sense because it's it's youth, right? Like a baby, a right. baby is innocent. It's innocent. It's cute. It has all the things together. I mean, that's why we like little puppies and little kitties and all these things, right? Because we're like, oh, it's so cute and it has all these little cute things. 
Um, but this is very interesting to talk about because it's like, well, so what? So when you're not a baby, then you're not cute anymore. If you have more striking features, then you're not then you're not is that true? Like is, you know, and is that symbolic of something? Do we believe that oh, well, once you, you know, start getting older, you lose your innocence? And this is something that like are we So this is interesting because I've been reading this book uh the past couple of days called Life Loves You by Louise Hay and another uh, author and it's really good. I swear it came to me from like my guides because I don't even remember ordering it on Amazon, but it came and it's like the perfect book that I could ever read right now. And it's talking a lot about um it's talking a lot about, you know, the idea that when we're babies, like babies are good. We all know that babies are good. We don't come right. out bad, right? Like we don't come out with any ulterior motives or anything. Everyone knows when you're a baby, you're good. You automatically ascribe that to them. But then when, you know, kids get older and they have that like loss of innocence, well, all of a sudden now there starts to be this belief that like, oh no, now you're bad and you got to work back to get back to good. Or now you have guilt because you did that thing. So now you got to work back to good. But you, that's not true. That's just something that we believe. Like actually you're still good. You're still source. You're still love. You just are experiencing these things that are making you feel like you're not good. But those are just your experiences that have nothing to do with who you are. And so the most powerful thing you can do is remember, you know, that you are still that baby. You're still Mm -hmm. that baby in a way. And, um, so it's interesting because I feel like this obsession with the neonatinous faces has to do with, the the innocence thing and the the good and the light and oh I'm just you know like it's mm-hmm. it's our attraction to that whereas we kind of reject the other it's like oh well, you know the the any other face that's longer or uh, aged or whatever it means like you're it, it kind of is symbolic of like you're tarnished or mm, you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah yeah you're losing your worth or whatever yeah yeah. You know what else is interesting? Have you ever watched, um, what were we watching? We were watching some movie. I don't remember what it was. A couple of weeks ago, and it was like a 90s movie, right? Like a teenage 90s movie. I don't even remember. Like, I'm just going to say a title, for example, um, Varsity Blues. I don't know, right? So I'm you have- She's All That. Yeah, She's All That is another good example. So you have women in these movies that are in their early 20s, but they are playing high school students. So I don't know about you, but in high school, I felt like I was not cute and not attractive because I didn't have boobs. I wasn't developed. I looked like a regular high school kid, but I was comparing myself to women that were in their 20s playing high school students that were sexy, that were attractive, that all guys wanted. Totally. It's like this unrealistic expectation again. Then when you're in your 20s or like now, for example, I've had three kids, right? I'm compared to women that have had no kids in their early 20s. And that's not who I am now. So it I know this sounds silly, but it occurred to me like a couple of weeks ago, like, why am I comparing myself to people like this? Because that's not who I am anymore. Why do I want to look like I've never had children? Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense because I've had children and I should be proud of this. Like, yeah, my thighs are a little bit bigger now, and that's okay. You know what? I just got the intuition. I wonder if you've ever thought of this. Do you think that could be because you had a baby so early in your life, like when other people were not having babies that you knew? So maybe this has been – 
a pattern since then because like a part of you is like, well, I want to look like I didn't have a baby because yeah. I'm I'm however – how old were you? I was 19. Be- because I'm 19. So I want to look 19, which to in, in your perspective was someone who has not had a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But like – the reality of the situation, like, and, you know, I feel like we could, we could come up with a lot of things like on why we have these images, but I think one of the main things, what the hell's going on here? But I think one of the main things is a lot of the times in our society, we have very unrealistic expectations for women. And what I am envious about, and I feel like women that I've talked to, Um, agree with me is that men don't have those unrealistic expectations. They're kind of viewed as like as glamorized for just being themselves. And women are starting to get that. So it's nice. But like men aren't required to wear makeup. You know what I mean? Like you see the lines on their face and that's okay. There's that whole thing a couple years ago about dad bods being hot. Like what the Um, (laughs) can mom bods be hot? Because let me tell you, I can rock the shit out of that. Yeah. Um, but that was like a whole thing. Um, so it's really, it's really changing. Um, I feel like it's starting to change. Um, I heard somewhere, I heard somewhere that, um, men are coming out with makeup for men and it almost made me sad for them because I'm like, you're going down the road that we've been down and that women have tried so hard to fight. And I understand why, because I have looked at guys before that have like dark lines under their eyes. And I've thought like a little bit of concealer could cover that right up. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But in the same aspect, I think that we should all be comfortable enough in our own skin to not have to use these things um, to hide. Now I have seen some people that like contouring your face. I've known people in real life that it looks really good on the pictures. But then I went to a wedding recently and this person I was talking to, she looked crazy. Like you could tell, like her nose was shining. And I was like, what's happening? You're highlighting your nose too much because it's bright. It's a distraction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And also like, like really quick, you're trying to go for a certain type of nose. You're trying to go for the skinny long nose. But if you're not the right, like everybody has different noses and everybody has different features and depending upon your ethnicity, you're not going to have that long skinny nose. And so this person, that was not her ethnicity and you could tell, and it just didn't look right on her face. Does that make sense? Yeah. Everybody has a different face shape and different feature shape. Yeah. And here's the beauty of makeup is that you you really can create some amazing illusions like with it. I mean, even in person, like you yeah. can, it can, you can accentuate certain things or diminish certain things um, because that is what's, that's how art works, right? It's like you're, yeah. you're structuring certain things with light and shadow. And so that is the beauty of makeup. And if, you know, for example, like you really want to appear a certain way, hey, like that's, that's your prerogative. And, and see, I, I go back and forth on makeup because part of me really loves the artistic side of makeup because it really is art. Like, you know, I actually love doing people's makeup. Um, 
I love doing people's makeup because um, it's really soothing for me. And I actually like I am good at art and I've been good at drawing and painting. But for me, actually doing it on someone's face and I've gotten I've actually considered like going to makeup school a couple of times because for some reason when I do makeup on someone else's face, it feels it's like a canvas that's already structured for you to bring certain uh, things out in. And it's just uh, – it's a really cool canvas. And so um, – and I'm actually about to do my partner's sister's makeup for a wedding like this weekend. And I'm like, I got all this like new makeup because like I really want to play with it. And like I really – I haven't done it in a, in a little while. But – so I struggle with makeup because – on one hand, I'm like, it's so fun to play with. It's so fun to express yourself with. And I know that there are people that they just really love being an artist on themselves. It's not mm-hmm. that they like – some people, it's not that they're like, oh my God, I need the makeup or I can't go outside. It's like they just love to be able to like express with color or, you know, just like make themselves unique that day. But then there are people, yeah, who literally feel like they can't even go into a pool yeah. with without makeup. <laughs> like it's crazy. And so I, I think like with everything, there's a balance. You know what I mean? And and I've thought about that too with men. I'm like – I look at my partner. I'm like, damn it. Like you can just – you know, I've thought that about him. Like you can just get wrinkles or you can just, you know, yeah. get some scruff or get some like get rugged and that's great for you. Like that just enhances your looks but like not yeah, for me. Yeah, get gray hair and now you're – yeah. You look uh, what it yeah. distinguished. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. He's like getting a little salt and pepper, and he's super sensitive about it. I'm like, it looks awesome. Like it look like it looks. Yeah. And for me, I oh my god, I I've talked about this a couple times where I like actually realized I was getting gray hairs on my like front of my hairline. I was like, oh my god. Um, and you know, and I I actually like got it colored. A, a few months ago, but it was temper semi permanent, so it's washed out now, and they're back. And I'm just kind of going through this practice right now, where I'm just like, can I just love these gray hairs? Like, can I just love them? Like, am I gonna get them colored? Am I gonna get my hair colored again? Probably at at, at some point soon, because just because. But like, mm-hmm. can I love these right now? Do I have to like freak out or hide them? No, like I don't have to hide them. Why? It's a freaking hair. <laughs> like it's one hair on your head. Yeah. Everybody gets gray hair. Yeah. And does it have to be this, you know, do these the, – the question I feel like we're asking is like do these wrinkles and do these gray hairs and do these – do they have to be these horrible uh, omens or like signs that – or do they have to be – do we have to perceive them as signs that we're unworthy? Like, and mm-hmm. and I think that something that I'm really loving right now that I am seeing with within females rising up is a couple things. Well, no, it's the same thing. Body, how do you call this? Um, body pride. I'm gonna yeah. call it body pride. That's yeah. what this episode is gonna be called. Body pride. Um, body pride because there's like several people that I follow now who literally their whole thing on Instagram is they post their cellulite, their wrinkles, their flabby butt. And they show – and this – and I think it's like one of the most powerful things we can do because like for me, it's really changing my perception of things. They're like, yeah, like I'm – like I'm rocking – I'm rocking shit. Like I'm stylish and look at my flabby butt in this stylish thing. Like look at it. You know, like and 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 I think the more we can do that, the more we um, shatter these perfect 
ideals that none of us can live up to. Like, you know, because yeah. that's the that's the whole that's what's making everyone unhappy, especially women. I think it's like there's this ideal that's on the magazine that isn't even real because it's airbrushed and photoshopped. And we think that we have to live up to that or else we're a failure. So then we miss out on experiences. We don't wear the thing we want to wear because we're afraid we'll be judged or we don't look perfect in it. And we just spend all of our lives judging and criticizing ourselves, which really just weakens our energy and and doesn't allow us to step into the roles that we're meant to step into. Um, and so I, the, these people that – especially these women that are just like – doing it and letting it all hang out and just showing that off. I think they're – I'm like, I want to be you. Like, I, I think you're awesome. Like, I, I just think that is the most freeing thing. And it's not that it's easy for them. Like, they they have moments where they, like, cry about it and they say how hard it is for them. But it seems like it's getting easier and easier the more people are awakening to this and being empowered by this. And there's another – Example I just want to give, which is um, – I don't know if you know the artist Lizzo. Anyone listening knows the artist Lizzo, mm-hmm. but uh, I love her. And I know Nike has brought her up before, um, but she's she's blowing up right now. And she is like big. Like she is like a big, strong, like sassy black woman and fabulous. And she, she wears um, – or sorry, she plays flute and she sings and she can dance like crazy. But she's like, I don't, I don't know how much she weighs. It doesn't matter. But she's, right. she's plus size, right? She wears literally on stage. She's been wearing like, uh, you know, those like Leah one piece like bodysuits that are, mm-hmm. but like yeah. thong, Whoa. but like thong, and just freaking rocks it. And I think it's, and it's, it's almost, it's. I don't know of anyone that I've ever seen on a very large stage that has done that to this point where they have just actually owned their body in this way that she's doing. But it's so powerful. Like it's just – she's just – That's not a size zero. Yeah. 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 Like BB Rexa is another one who's doing it. She's extremely curvy. She's very much like into like promoting um, positive – body positivity um but it go ahead and that's the that's the main thing it's not that like you're bad if you're a size zero or you're bad if you're a size 16 it's just that we should all be comfortable in our own damn skin because we're all different and unique and like having this image of you need to be like honestly i'm just going to be really honest on how i view it you need to be a white woman in her early 20s in a size zero or you're not pretty. That is unrealistic for so many people. And that's not how everybody views um, beauty. You know what I mean? Like the, like just again, with the highlighting and the contouring, you're trying to make your nose a certain shape. You're trying to make your eyes a certain shape, but like a lot of those things are unrealistic for a lot of people. And, and that's okay. Like, and not everybody has to look the same. Um, I found it a little drawing. I started looking into contouring personally when I realized someone told me that as we age, our ears and our nose keep growing. And I was like, excuse me, what? And they were like, yeah, your ears and your nose don't stop growing. And then I started looking at like older people and looking at younger photos of them, celebrities. And I was like, holy shit, because I really like my nose. I've always liked it. And so I was, I started to like, be very self-conscious about something that I've always liked, which is crazy. It's insane. 
Um, yeah, another thing. So with so with the tummy tuck surgery that I got, right? It got rid of the I had a, like a like a what should I call it? Like an apron, like a mom apron, like the loose skin that hangs over. Yeah. I did a really good job hiding it, but I had that. And the surgeon told me like, I'm never going to be able to get your stretch marks to go away because I have them because I gained so much weight. I literally have them on my arms. I have them on my legs. And I was like, dude, I'm not trying to get rid of, I'm just trying to get rid of the extra skin and sew up my stomach muscles. Yeah. And now I look at my stomach and I'm like, okay, all right. And they did as best they could. But there's still like a little flap. And I was telling Alex, like, where's my six pack? And he's laughing at me. And he's like, you got to work for it. Like reality time. If you want something like that, you've got to work for it. And I think that's the other thing that um, for me personally is a little uh, jarring because I think it's one thing to compare yourself to celebrities, but it's another thing to compare yourself to friends right? Like friends that you know, personally, that have the body type that you want, or that have the, the uh, lack of wrinkles or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, one of my friends, she's been getting Botox for years and years and years. And uh, recently told us that she's been getting Botox for years. And that's why she looks so useful. So it's this thing that like, Oh, I wish I had her skin. But reality check, like, no, that's not natural skin. It's because she's been getting Botox because of a medical condition, which is unrelated, but it has helped the lines on her face from appearing. So yeah, it's nice to know that. Yeah. And also like this goes back to, well, when you were talking about like, so it doesn't matter what if you're a size zero or a size, I don't know, like, yeah, Yeah. whatever it is. You know what I was thinking of when you were saying that was um, I was thinking of how, let's say, in a video game, right, um, or in, I don't know, some magical – like an imagination game like Dungeons and Dragons or like on some other planet, for example, mm-hmm. there are pro- all beings that are all different sizes. I mean, there's a being that's like eight feet – like there's like John is like eight feet tall and yeah. then there's – or ten feet tall or whatever and then, and then there's a being that's – short and squat and then there's a being that, you know I just I think of different creatures right and how every I mean just think of the animals on our planet it's like mm-hmm. you got the kangaroos that are jacked as fuck and then you got like you know um then you got like a hippopotamus who's just like a cute little rat or a panda like oh my yeah. god the cutest thing just and and we don't look at them and go like oh panda like you need to lose you need to lose weight panda or something no yeah. we're like oh my god look at the panda and it's so beautiful like it's so cute and um and i it's so i feel like we have so much to learn from animals and just like other species and creatures because they don't have this uh standard of like beauty or anything they don't have this idea that like they all have to fit into this one box you know and i think um and i think 
that is a really good way to think about ourselves and not and then when you were talking about like comparing yourself to celebrities but then comparing yourself to friends i was going to say but what about even comparing ourselves to ourselves because yes. that is like i think that's almost the worst like culprit yeah. is being like well when i was this age i was this size mm-hmm. and that was when it was the best so i should be there and if i'm not there then i failed and i'm failing every day that i'm not like that and i mean i still go through that when I think about there's a part of me that definitely still believes that my most beautiful self was when I was like taking a lot of Adderall and I weighed like probably the less the, the least I've ever weighed um, because I felt so confident in my body because I'd never been that skinny before and I like had natural abs like I didn't work for them it just they were there um yeah. And all, and my my arms are – everything was super just toned because I'd lost like 20 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I felt confident. And it actually – when I think about it, it makes me think about how, you know, just my whole life I've, I really associated my weight with how people ha- – okay, I associated my weight with people being able to say something about me. Like people being able to criticize me. Like that was how it worked in my mind. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. if I have a little bit of a belly or if I have this or that, then people can make fun of me for it. Because um, I, I think I – And I serve people making fun of me for it. Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And I think I really associate that with like school, right? Like just being in school and wanting to be attractive or cool or accepted and all the girls who were like popular were like super stick skinny and like confident and no one could really say shit about them from my perspective. Because a lot of when, – when I went when I was growing up, a lot of the things – I grew up in kind of like a – it's called Broomall. But it was kind of – it was like a working class like – I don't mean to say anything bad about – that type of community, it was just a lot of the things that were said were like, you're fat or like, you're ugly. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how people would tear people down. Um, And not saying that that doesn't happen to other communities. I'm just saying that's what I experienced there. But anyway, so when I finally like lost all this weight because I was taking Adderall and honestly, like I just wasn't even really thinking about my weight very much. Like Adderall was my permission slip to just kind of the weight just fell off because I really wasn't concerned with food anymore. I was like feeling good from essentially drugs, right? Right. Uh, And I was focusing on other things. I was focusing on getting work done and whatever. The weight just fell off. And then it was like, I just remember I never had to worry about fitting into anything. I I remember like people would ask me what size I needed and certain things. I'd be like the smallest, like, and it felt good because I was like, yeah, I'll just rock that. It it doesn't, I'm not going to work. I don't have to worry about like what's sticking out or my tummy or anything like that. And I felt confident. I just felt confident and like no one could touch me type of thing. And now, you know, um, I definitely am way more than that and my body is definitely curvier than that. And there are definitely times when I think I just got to get back there because if I just get back there, then I'll feel confident and untouchable again. No one can touch me. And it's interesting. It's interesting. And so I've been realizing for me that like my work is really kind of – to remind myself that that was just a period of time in my life and that was how I looked then and that's great and it served me. But right now I look this way and my body is this way and that this is an opportunity for me to embrace this avatar, like this version of myself 
And that if I want to make a change, cool, I can do that. But it's not, it can't come from me being like, you aren't like you were before, so you're failing and you need to do better. That's not ever going to take me there, you know? Yeah. It has to be about embracing every every season and every version of our body. And just one more thing is like, you know, I want to have kids in the next, like, starting in the next year. And so that comes into my mind. It's like, well, what are you going to do when you get pregnant? Are you going to still beat yourself up when you have a baby in your belly that you're not, like, 105 pounds or whatever it is? You know, That is a whole other level of insecurity. Let me warn you right now because people are weird with pregnant women. Really weird. You think, like, for – they touch you. That's just the beginning of it. Like, it's not even that they touch you. It's that all of a sudden you are told about all of your flaws. People have told me, oh, my God, you're so big. Go fuck yourself. How about that? That's like or how people like, tell me about my dog. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> because, like, dogs don't have feelings. Like, yeah. it's okay to tell me that, like, my dog's, like, fat. Like, that just like, lets me know home. that they think that – that it's the same, it's the same, they think it's a compliment. It's like, oh, you're so big, you're so cute. Right. Yeah. And that's what they view it. Like, oh, you're so big, you're so adorable. And it's not adorable. Or like <clears throat> a big one was, Are you having twins? No. Uh-huh. Nope. Just, Just one. The one. <laughs> and then they would be like, Are you sure? <laughs> nope. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe I'll look into that. What a good idea. Or like, uh, you know what I mean? And, you know, and I think everybody does it to a degree, whether whether you think it, you don't say it or, you know, whatever. But with pregnant women, people are weird or they touch you just randomly. I had two strangers. I was in line for the movies, a, a wife and husband, I'm assuming. They both put their hands on my stomach. Maybe they couldn't have kids. I don't know. But I did not know these people. Yeah. Both put their hands on my stomach and they were like, is it okay if we touch you? And I'm like, well, it's kind of already happening. Doing it. So I guess, yeah, go for it. But in normal everyday life, when someone's not pregnant, you would not go up to somebody and be like, oh my God, I love your stomach. Can I touch it? Yeah. Can I touch your abs? Is this okay? No, actually it's not okay. This is not acceptable. But it's, it's interesting how we have, we see someone that's veered as cute and then um, it's like a dog, like a dog. Yeah. It's like, Cute, oh, can like I touch your dog? dog? And there are yesterday, a little kid ran up to me and was already petting my dog. And he's like, and he was sweet because he asked. And I, I notice a lot of parents are telling their kids in front of me every time I'm walking dogs, make sure you ask, can you pet the dog? And they ask, yeah. can you pet the dog? And it's and it's sweet. But yeah, yesterday this kid was already petting my dog and was like, can I pet your dog? I'm like, yes. You, I always say yes. I mean, sure. But it's the same thing. I think people are just so – they. it's like you said. They just think it's cute and it's also yeah. – it's also like a vibration type of thing. You know, I think puppies have this vibration where you just want to – you just want to embrace them. And I think yeah. with pregnant women, it, people feel the same. They go, oh my god. It, it, it feels magical to them. You're you know? creating life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Something's in awesome. there. I'm actually really grumpy right now. Don't yeah, touch me. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I think that changes. Arm. Yeah, I'll break your arm. Yeah, yeah and like that changes. Um, but it is it is very interesting how you view or like uh, this is a fun one. After you have the baby, your body does not – sometimes it does. I've known women personally that it literally looks like they didn't have a kid after they're in the hospital. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate you. 
Yeah. I, you know, in a very loving way, I'm just joking when I say that, but for me, I looked like I was pregnant up until about four months after the baby. Yeah. So people would ask me, Oh, how far along are you? And it's like a knife in your heart yeah. because you know, you're not pregnant. And then I think of people that have like lost a child yeah. or people that weren't able to take their baby home and you still get asked those questions. And that has got to be extremely hard because you don't have a kid, you know? So being sensitive to people like that, I would never ask someone if they were pregnant. If you're asking, if you're going to make a comment about somebody being pregnant, you better be damn sure because that is playing with fire. You better be, you better see that kid coming out of the, out of the body. See like a kick in there. Exactly. See a kick. (laughs) Better be wearing a shirt that says I'm pregnant. Please touch me. (laughs) Like something like that. Like it's not, I don't think it's okay to ask women if they're pregnant. But but also like it's just about to I I feel like I just saw um uh Lauren Conrad I don't know if you guys know who that is yeah. but she's she was the star of The Hills and I always really liked her she's very like sub just calm energy and like see you know she went into business right away for herself and built her own brand and seems like a very like hard worker but down to earth, whatever. And I've kind of like forgotten about her in the past few years. And then I just saw that she had a baby in the past year. And then I saw her, She, like I said, she has her own company that's actually like pretty big. And she was doing a video about she's into fashion and also like house, like having a stylish house, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of like apartment decoration and all that. And uh, she was so cute. She had she clearly was like a few months out from having the baby and and looked you, – you would think she was pregnant, but she was – it was clearly afterwards. And uh, and she was just so – she was just rocking it. She was like really going with this like cute – I don't even know. It was like a Betty – it just made you kind of think of like the 50s or the 60s. But she just really was like – it made me feel like she was just embracing where she was. She was very much just embracing where she was and she made it look so cute and – and it wasn't like going over the top with anything. She was just kind of accentuating like her curves. And and I think that's the point of all of this. It's like whatever you have, like just start accentuating it. I mean, that's the point of makeup, right? It's like bring yeah. out the things bring you – Bring out your beauty. Bring out the beauty. Like don't cover up anything. There's nothing to cover up. Just bring out the parts of you that you, you like, like your features that you like. If you love the color of your eyes, like bring out the color of your eyes. If you love certain part of your body, like accentuate that part of your body, you know? Like focus on the things that you do like is the message that I keep getting. Focus on the things you do like and accentuate those parts. And then I think that's a way to also just start making peace with your body um, and and start to bring it all into uh, alignment. And the other thing I wanted to share um, before we wrap this up is that book that I mentioned. Um, he- it's not Heal Your Life. It's Love Your Life by no. Louise Hay and this other guy. So the first chapter is um, – it's called – look in the mirror. So it's like seven chapters. It's a short book, but it's really so – it's such a cute like nightstand book. And the first chapter is called Look in the Mirror and it's all about mirror work. And they – at the end of the chapter, they suggest doing this exercise for at least seven days straight where every morning you wake up, you go sit in front of the mirror and you look in the mirror and you don't stop looking in the mirror. And the first part of it is you take a deep breath in and then you say, life loves you. To your reflection, you say that. Life loves you or life loves me, whatever. And you say that 10 times while never like 
you have to look at yourself. You have to just honestly look at yourself. And this can be like just looking at yourself in the mirror in this way can be like really yeah. triggering. Um, but just to be compassionate and to be gentle with yourself and just hold it, hang in there. And then once you're done that, to say um, today, I'm I to say this, I'm willing to let life love me today. I'm willing to let life love me today. And say that as many times as you need to in order to feel like a lightness in your heart and, you know, like a lightness in your being and like warmth around you. And I think this is just really – just a really powerful exercise to look into. Like any sort of mirror work on a daily basis is really powerful because I think this is the – hardest thing for us is like to look in the mirror. I think a lot of us avoid the mirror and then when we look in it, then we find all these things that we judge. And it's not that like you're doing the mirror work because like you have to – it's being obsessed with how you look. It's actually like making peace with how you look and how you appear and actually starting to pay attention and bringing love and compassion into it so that when you look in the mirror and when you see yourself, you're actually seeing the beauty within yourself projected into the mirror as opposed to seeing your flaws. Because once you start doing that, then you become afraid of how you look. You you you, you see the flaws and then you project those flaws to other people. And really, there's so much beauty within you that all you have to do is bring it out. All you have to do is align with it and resonate it and and reinforce it for yourself. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's a really powerful exercise. And if anyone's interested in the book, definitely get it because I swear this book is like magic. It's called Love Your Life by Louise Hay. No, Life Loves You by Louise Hay. God. By Louise Hay. Just check it out. Just check it out. Um, I think that if we could all embrace our uniqueness instead of trying to um, look the same, yep. that would really, and I think we are starting to, we're starting to with different celebrities that are coming out and saying, hey, I don't, I'm not perfect. Like this is what I'm insecure about, but I'm embracing it. I think that is really setting a, a tone for younger women, which are only going to accentuate this belief that we all don't have to look the same and that beauty isn't just one standard. It can be a multitude of different things. This is why it's also very important to go to events um, and festivals where that is one of the values. Like Burning Man, for example, this is a huge part of Burning Man of like going and expressing yourself however the F you want. Like literally, (laughs) you can wear nothing. You can wear everything. You can wear the weirdest freaking thing in the entire world and people will come up and celebrate you for it. And I think it's – even if it's not Burning Man, even if it's just like a weekend festival, I know that's what really got me into going to music festivals because everyone was embraced for – like if you want to show up as like a – disco dinosaur or something like that with like booty shorts on people will be like you're awesome like it doesn't it doesn't matter you can just whatever you're into you come and express it and people want to take pictures with you and people want to celebrate you and I think that's a big part of pride uh which is nice that this episode is going to be called body pride but this is a big part of pride like like gay pride It's Mm -hmm. about showing up however you want and everyone embracing you for it and realizing that it's safe. It's okay. Um, And 
cultivating that energy around you. It's safe to express myself as I want to. And, you know, um, so I think it's really important if you haven't been to a festival, if you're if you're kind of still insecure about expressing yourself or um, about the way that you look, go to a festival. Go to some sort of like music festival or Burning Man or something like a transformational festival and s- – Go there and feel the vibe because you will – it will start to change your perception of of that. So mm-hmm. that's my advice. Is it sad when you come back into society? Yes. It's sad. But you know what? It doesn't matter. That's okay because what it does for you is it really like charges you up and gives you the energy and the strength to express yourself and you go back into society and then, yeah, you have to adjust and it's a little bit difficult and sad. But then it's okay because then you start to find other people like you who are into that stuff and then you go to more events and more festivals and you kind of start to find your tribe and then it it starts to change you in your daily life. So I just think – Change your reality in some way. Exactly. You start to attract more people around you that are much more accepting, much more open-minded, and it allows you to get more creative with who you are and and confident in how you're being. And and that's how we change the world. And that's why, honestly, these festivals and events are so important. Like, they really, really are so, so important. It's important to have these containers for people to come into and their eyes to be opened and their hearts to be open and then realize, wow, there's so many people who actually are so – um, loving and accepting of whoever I want to be. And that means that, um, you know, I, I can go back into my world and I can adjust and then I can, you know, keep coming back as many times as it takes me to, for me to actually shift my own reality and shift the people around me and also awaken the other people around me because people who go to music festivals or transformational festivals, they come back into their reality and it actually starts to shift the people around them if they start to express themselves and other people start to realize, oh, it's okay for me to express myself. And so that's how this domino effect happens. So, You know what's interesting? Um, I was actually just talking to my mom about this today, um, how interesting humans are and our behavior, like we watch other people. So like if you think about caveman days, right, you see someone going out of the cave trying to fight like a dinosaur, right, or something, I don't know, something like this. And what you're really doing is analyzing, is it safe? Is it safe for me to do this? And if they survive, then I'll try it too, right? So in our modern day society, we're doing the same thing. Like, okay, so that person went on social media and they're still alive. So maybe that makes it safe for me to do this. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's so true. Yeah, it's definitely – and that's why it's, it's you know, when you're breaking a social norm and mm-hmm. you're expressing yourself, it is really about being brave. And that's why people say thank you for being brave and thank you for, you know, because it, it is really like you're putting yourself out there. You're making yourself very vulnerable to whoever might have something to say or attack you verbally, right? And, um, and so it is really like anyone who is willing to, like we talked about these people on Instagram who are willing to show off their like wrinkles and flab and all the things – it's mm-hmm. brave. It's really yeah. brave. And it paves the way for other people because then all the people watching are like, awesome, I can do this too. She's awesome. I love her and she's doing it so I can do it too. And that's how we start to completely break down these norms and realize that there are no norms, that we're all unique and we're all as we are and we can accept ourselves as we are. And so I love that. That's the truth. That's such a great example. Um, awesome. Well, I love this episode. This is a great episode. Oh, it's one of our longest episodes too. Ooh, exciting. Um, 
So let's thank our Patreons real quick. Whitney, Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Mimi M. Nenner, Maribel Amunsi, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kelly Ann Bates, Kasha Boshnievich, Carrie Mayweather, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charmsey Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda Bexboo, Amelia Stevenson, Alex Letary, Alex Anderson, Adonica Haskell, Nike, and Alicia D'Amico. Thank you all so much, as always, for being in our Bloomer tribe and supporting us and uh, talking to John with us. We have our uh, first private conversations with John of the month tonight. Very excited to check in with him. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. (laughs) I'm excited (laughs) to see what he has to say. Um, And yeah, Ambie, anything else from you? Um, No. Keep on blooming, everybody. Love your body and your face. Yeah. Love your body and your face. Okay. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.